Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Armand. And before I forget, I want to say that, and I, I feel like we keep saying this, but it's true, always, always. I, I love every email and message that we get from you guys. They're they're just, you know, big and small, short and long. They're just so many amazing. We try to make sure that we answer all of them, even if it's just like a, a thank you for saying that. But if we miss that, I just want to put it out there that we, we love them. We love you. We love that we get to be you know, some kind of part of, of your day and your process and, and your progress and all that. So thank you so much, you know, everyone for listening, but thank you for, for, for when you tell us what, what we mean to you, but what we, (laughs) well, no, I want to say it makes a difference in my life too, because people are telling us how we've made a difference for them. And by getting that feedback, it makes a difference for me too, because it makes me feel more positive and it makes me feel more excited to do the show and to keep talking honestly the way that we do because it makes a difference for someone else so getting that feedback makes a difference for me and I want to thank everybody out there who takes the time to to write something down and make our day a little bit better because you know we need the love too and it feels (laughs) it feels great and I just want to thank everyone yeah thank you it it really it really does I I joked to Oh, I mean, it was like 5% joke uh, to Tiff the other day that like, I feel like we never, ever have to worry or ask ourselves that thing, you know, like, why do we do it? Because we know. And even just like every individual email or message is just like, okay, I, you know, we, we touched someone. So that's, yeah, that's really that's- nice. My favorites are the stories about people who were just like us when we started recording. Well, or at least me, you had started your business, but you had gone over that hurdle and you were kind of like my light on the other side. The idea of you were, but I love hearing from our listeners that they say that, you know, listening to the show kind of encouraged them to just put themselves out there and not be afraid to be bad at something at first so that you have a chance to even give yourself to get better. And it has just been wonderful to hear that there are people out there who their lives or their art has now improved because they took the leap to start. And if there's someone out there listening right now who hasn't started yet, just go for it. Like start now. I, I just, I think it's so inspiring that we have this great community of support and we're all not afraid to have, you know, some sloppy scribbles here and there (laughs) and maybe eventually move on from it. And, you know, if you don't move on from sloppy scribbles, at least you had some fun doing it. And if it gave you joy or gave you a little bit of a a Zen therapy time to, to enjoy that, then that's awesome. And thanks for doing it while you're listening to our podcast because that (laughs) helps us too. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and even if it's just like someone who's like, you know, Oh yeah, I have, I have paints. I should do that. Like, like we like you said like it doesn't have to be a huge thing it doesn't have to be you know uh quit your job and and move out into the woods and make sculptures or something it's just like oh right i like to doodle that's a thing that i should do so speaking of doodling like inktober is coming up right i was a couple of weeks ago i was like why is everyone talking about inktober why am i getting these prompt emails and i was like oh right because it is almost october it is so around the corner. <laughs> Although I was getting the prompt emails too early. It's like when the candy started hitting the shelves in the stores, the <laughs> Halloween candy. Yeah. Now, uh, Inktober prompts. Are, are you, away. are you doing it? Are you doing it? 
maybe. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> I feel like this, I said the same thing last year. Are you are you still doing uh, lunchbox doodles? I'm not. He hasn't asked for them. And I started something else, which I guess we will talk about later, where I am finding an outlet for doodling. <laughs> so yeah, the lunchbox stuff, it kind of retired. I don't know if he's embarrassed or anything, but he has not asked for them. He's in second grade now, so he's kind of a big he's kid. He's a big kid. Yeah. I... I I'm also like, oh, do I want to? But I want to. Uh, and then I realized that I should use it as uh, a sort of a prompt, I guess, to do more doodling on my iPad and play more with that because I enjoyed doing the the uh, bingo illustration so much. So that's my, my plan. I haven't decided yet if I want to do the official prompt list or something else. But but yeah. Can I say I've fallen in love with my iPad. I absolutely love working on it so much for art, especially in the app Procreate. It's amazing. The more I use it, the more abilities I see that it has. And it's mm -hmm. been really fun. And what I've been doing is I've been sketching or essentially painting. I mean, because the way everything functions together, it feels like painting. I've been painting what I plan to paint on a canvas mm -hmm. and I do it kind of like work it out on the iPad first because, you know, that great, wonderful back button, like undo, undo, undo. <laughs> it's so good. That's really so, cool. Uh, so yeah, I've like been planning things out. And so I've have both, um, kind of stick figure doodles on there in addition to some more serious looking pieces. And it's, um, it's been a real fantastic asset and I don't feel like I need to pack with me a whole bunch of <laughs> paints and pencils and markers, which I was bringing with me traveling before and I would just never use it. I would never take anything out and, but yet I would be lugging around all these art supplies and I would always wish I were the person that would use the art supplies when I was traveling, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take out the little mini uh, watercolor paints and I'm going to do this. I'm going to sit somewhere in a park and I'm going to paint. Yeah, I never did that. I <laughs> I had all these romantic aspirations to do it, but never, ever did it. But you know what I do do? I I do do. You know <laughs> what I, I, I do? In fact, do. In fact, do the art on the iPad because it's just so nice that it also contains everything else I need to do on a trip. But I have put more hours into art on the iPad than I have with anything else in the past few months. And because I, I think I was afraid earlier that it was kind of cheating, that digital art wasn't, I wasn't really making something that way, or mm -hmm. it wasn't the romantic notion or, and that was stopping me from from do from creating something that I really wanted to create that was in my head. And once I kind of got over that fear and I saw some other professionals that I admire using an iPad, I was like, you know what? I am going to use it. This isn't cheating. This is something I'm just going to enjoy. And it really has expanded my ability so much because now I'm practicing more. Yeah. And I think that for me, what I, what I realized is sometimes when it comes to drawing, I'm, you know, like four-year-olds where they're like, if if it doesn't come out perfect, you just, you know, you have to rip up the page and you're the worst ever. Mm -hmm. Like you, you, you can't accept that something came out wrong. And like you said, the magic back button where you can, you know, try to draw the same line 15 times without your eraser eating up your paper. Mm -hmm. uh, so just like figuring out what it is that looks wrong because you can try it 
you know, over and over again or like try move something, scooch something over a little bit. And that isn't cheating at all, because before I would, you know, I would draw things and then I would put I would trace it onto a new sheet of paper and fix the little thing that didn't feel right. And this is way better for the environment, you know, (laughs) and just like realizing that that. Yeah, just like finessing the doodling and and having that space to figure out what it is that's wrong without getting the same. Because I also like it was like, is this cheating? But without having to battle as much with that thing of like, oh, no, I'm bad at proportion. Because, you know, I bring if I bring a sketchbook and my pens and stuff, I'd be like, oh, no, this was great. And then I ruined it. Because now I always I can- start at the wrong part of the paper, right? Like I'll start drawing a figure and then I'll like run out of room halfway down. I'm like, oh no, I've made a giant head. And like, now I have to make a giant torso and now I have no room. But with the iPad, you just kind of like pinch it and you're like, whoop, resize. Now it all fits on the paper. Yeah. It's or you're like, you fantastic. expand the paper and all of a sudden you have like, oh, this is the size of a, of a dining room table. It's amazing. It's amazing that it takes away a lot of the, um, uh, the, the stop gaps, the, the restrictions that mm-hmm. you would have. And it kind of hones in, like you're just going to be practicing your skills now of drawing something over and over and over again. Or like if I'm doing a painting and I know, all right, I'm about to take this serious turn where I might ruin this or I might make it so much better, but I'm going to do something really drastic. <laughs> I just make a duplicate copy and then do the drastic thing on the next copy because I might want to go back to a certain point and be like, oh no, I I should not have put that neon pink in there. That was a mistake. Uh, Instead of just backing it up, because you can only back up so far, right? You can only undo so far, even on the iPad. And it's just like, ah, I've gone too far. I've I've ruined this painting. But it's like, oh no, I have another copy. Back up, back up, go back to the backup. We are sadly not sponsored by uh, Apple or Procreate or or Adobe, but you know, call us. Yeah, yeah, call us. But they are just really great apps that have kind of removed a barrier and a fear for me. And I hope maybe that if there's someone else out there, which it tends to be, we tend to find like-minded people here who were also afraid. <laughs> we're not of... special. <laughs> no, not in that way, anyway. But we, uh, who is who might also be afraid to. Mm-hmm dive into digital art because you might think it's cheating it's it's totally not cheating i'm over thinking it's cheating because i'm having too much fun to care yeah i'm i'm thinking about maybe getting because um kaveco do this great like pen skin that makes it look like a super fancy uh, for the apple pencil that makes it look like a fancy pen i'm thinking about maybe just getting you know those weird just like rubber finger holder thingies that you'd put Mm -hmm. on pencils when you were like yeah nine just like getting one of those to get to work on my grip because I know I don't do it as much with a pencil the apple pencil but I know that I have a tendency to grip stuff too hard like I I will my my hand will start cramping up because I start to focus so much which is another way that the apple pencil is great because you don't again you can fix it and you don't have to um and you can use the the pressure to change how stuff reacts but you don't Mm -hmm. have to be as precise because you can just zoom in if you want yeah, but I'm, tr- I'm trying to think, again, like get back to ergonomics, thinking about myself wanting to still be able to be artistic when I'm, you know, 40, 50, 60. That's smart. Long-term thinking there. <laughs> uh, so you have been going to your... I, I still... I, I still just like squeak with happiness about the fact <laughs> that you're in art classes. Uh, but you've been doing it for a week, two weeks now? 
Uh, yeah, I think two weeks. I'm, I'm rounding the horn here. I'm going on the second round of classes. I've already had. Um, yeah. So yeah, two weeks. It's been great. Um, the I, I feel like I'm learning stuff with you because you posted in your stories of like, this is how ribs work. This is and I was like, huh? Yeah, that is. Oh, it's, it's been really great because a lot of the techniques and things that I either like half knew or had no idea about or just kind of opening your eye if that's a good way to put it in a way to see things and see the world in a way of this is how I translate it into a drawing and having someone tell you about that Jamie started doing that with me in the studio and I'm going to put a shout out to her because I know she listens and that was it started me off on the right path of being super helpful saying things like don't look at a line look as it like two colors meeting each other or um you know, black isn't just black. You have to look at it and there's tons of other shades and tones in there. So there, it creates so much more depth than what you're actually just seeing. And that started me on that path of, all right, let's, let's look around the world and, and kind of start seeing it like artist matrix style, right? Like <laughs> I'm seeing all the different like bumps and curves and tones and, and color meeting color. And now in these classes, it's taking that kind of to the next level of, you know, looking at a person and understanding, oh, this part of the rib, um, you know, it sticks out a little more. And so it has a highlight and that's why it's there. And it's all those kind of things that like you can, if you stare at something long enough, you would probably be able to figure it out and see it. But it's a lot faster when someone tells you and you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense now. I get yeah, you, it. You and don't you have to move on. like reinvent the wheel i love yeah. both, on, both on twitter and uh, tumblr and sometimes on instagram uh i love a lot of cartoonists illustrators in general and artists are super generous about stuff like that but i love that cartoonists especially will uh share a lot of tutorials that they make on how to think about you know how how um different uh, body poses or body types work and how mm -hmm. to think about you know hands and feet and hair and skin color and lighting and just like sharing all that and it's so cool to get to see that and be like oh yeah no that is that is how feet work and that is why certain feet will look weird and uh, and also to think about all the weird ways that our eyes and brains make shapes make sense in the real world mm -hmm. and then if you ever try to draw them you're like there's shoulders don't do that but they do it's just that it's so hard to find the shape that is both correct and makes sense in a sort of two-dimensional drawing yeah and that's a lot of things that I'm learning now is the idea of being able to draw volume, which is very tricky because the human eye perceives everything kind of as an outline because that's how you move around the world, right? So you don't bump into things. You just, you focus a lot on the outlines of objects, but when you're drawing, that gives you no information about the volume and the depth and the length or the um, shading and toning like of the object that you're thinking about drawing. So like the anatomy class that I'm taking and the um, portrait class, it's it's all so much about finding the internal structure first and building out from that, which is such a different way of thinking. And it's been absolutely fascinating or like little tips. I've, I've like, seen people who do that, who like pretty much like draw the skeleton first to 
and, and then like sort of dress it with flesh because sometimes you need that to be like, where does this shoulder go? Yeah, because people can move in all kinds of crazy ways. And then the idea of grounding somebody onto the ground, like if you're drawing a person or even an object, like having that ground plane, otherwise it will just look like it's floating or falling that you even have to think about that. And then on top of that, there's lighting. It's, there's just so much to learn. I'm only in like half of my second week and I just feel like this crazy art sponge and I'm like just give me more information I need more information because it's absolutely joyful to learn all of this stuff and then oh but it is painful trying to then translate it because it's like <laughs> mm-hmm. you get all this information you're like yes I get you all right ribs and all this and I'm gonna go here I am I'm gonna be drawn this figure drawn this human body oh my god it's still a mutant like <laughs> and then you feel like you're trying to I don't know draw using crayons with boxing gloves on your hands yeah yeah but it is kind of nice being in a class of various um skill levels because when you do take a little bit of a break and you walk around because a lot of the class is very practical it's it's doing they'll have like kind of a little talk through in the beginning of what is going on and what to look for and then you just start drawing or painting or, or whatever you're doing and the professor will walk around or you'll take a break and you get to walk uh, walk around and see the other students work and sometimes it makes you feel horrible about what you've done and you go back and you like change everything <laughs> and other times you're like huh I'm not so bad <laughs> so it's um it's a really nice equalizing situation that is very conducive to learning and I'm really really enjoying it how is it working with your you know, our our achiever mentality, uh, you know, being back in a, in a school setting. The way that these classes are structured, it's pretty chill. Like you show up to the class, you go into the classroom and you're drawing it. It I went to a regular liberal arts school for college and it felt nothing like this. I don't think I've ever taken a class or something like this where it felt so practical. Actually, no, that's a lie. I took a draping class at FIT. <laughs> and that felt like this because it is, it was practical. It's like, here's some information and now do it. That kind of learning, it feels more like skill building than learning. And I think that those kind of things, um, it, it's, it's a different situation where I don't feel like that. Oh no, I, I woke up and I didn't do my homework and now I'm stressed out, like <laughs> kind of school pressure. It's, it's more of a, you get out of it what you put into it. And that's kind of nice in that I feel like I can go at my own pace, essentially, um, you know, within the realm of the class. I I was also wondering, because, you know, we've talked about this, that it's it's scary to share a goal out loud. Did it feel scary to just like say out into the internet, I'm taking art classes? Yeah. Yeah, it did. It was scary. But it felt I don't know, legitimate making. Uh, it it kind of felt like this is the right time to take this step, and it also felt like whatever paintings or things that I do from here on out, it would feel more. Mm, I learned something, and now I'm trying to apply it, as opposed to mm-hmm. here I'm just messing around. But now I just got that fear of oh no, I went to school and my stuff is still going to be bad. Oh no. <laughs> I just got the negative side of it in my heart. No. Oh, no. But I I also I also kind of like that you at least. No, I think we're both like 
kind of putting our our paintbrushes where our mouths are and you know being like it's it's legitimizing in a positive way like you know i even more doing that thing of like i deserve this uh this is okay um i want to do this this is for me and um art is valid I guess. Yeah, I'm trying really hard to kind of put up my blinders and not compare myself to everyone else. I'm trying to have that I, 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 that confidence. I read somewhere that confidence is not comparing yourself to others or something to that effect. I, I don't know. I've been I've been consuming a lot of inspirational quotes and things like that all over the place recently. So <laughs> I don't know where I read it, but it kind of felt good. I was like, oh, okay. So it's like confidence within yourself trying not to compare yourself to others and just going your own way about it. This feels good, but ooh, it's it's hard to carry that around for a long time because, you know, other people sneak in and you're like, ah, <laughs> where'd you come from? Is it, I don't know if this is a stupid question. Is it fun? Yeah, it's really fun. I love going <laughs> into the city and it's it's really, it's really very fun. Do you have, do you have a really big like, portfolio thing with all your papers and and materials i have one of those drawing boards with like the big clips on it and i have one of those gigantic drawing pads that i tote back and forth and in my portrait class tomorrow i'm going to be bringing a canvas because um, i'm going to be painting instead of drawing so um i'll be lugging that or i need to figure out what to do with it when it's wet there's like a room but i don't know if i'm allowed to put my stuff in this room i don't know <laughs> i still have a lot to figure out i'm i'm a little bit deer in headlights sometimes but i'm, I'm getting i'm getting the the it's gist of new, it new, new school new job thing where you're like i don't know where the bathrooms are yes <laughs> i, I don't know which door is open which way but i did find the coffee and macarons around the corner so we're winning there <laughs> what else do you need do you have a beret no, no, <laughs> we're not getting berets. We're not being that person. <laughs> but I wanted to also, I feel like we're, this is one of those interview uh, episodes, but I mean, like you, you turn have, every you episode have... into an interview episode. I don't ask you anything. How are you doing, Julia? <laughs> uh, I, well, I got home from my month long trip and it was really nice. And like my own bed is always going to be better than hotel beds. And I missed my cats, but I also came home. And realized that even even though, you know, being on vacation makes you feel a lot more energized. And then I came home and I was like, yeah, yeah, I have all the energy in the world. Then I kind of crashed mm. because I think, I mean, a jet lag sucks. Uh, and then I had a weird allergic reaction and whatever. And then I also stayed up until four in the morning moderating the the podcast-a-thon for, for St. Jude's, which was not the best way to get over jet lag. But it was so much fun. I recommend it. I'll link the, the stream. Uh, but I think that... I probably didn't realize that even though, you know, I was working and I was doing tons of stuff on my vacation, but I also had a lot of time to recuperate and rest mm -hmm. after everything. And I didn't do necessarily a ton of stuff each day. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily translate into coming home and go getting right back into working a lot. Um, and, you know, since I've had problems with exhaustion and stuff uh, and I've been working hard on not, you know, overexerting myself but I think maybe I just got too I don't know too excited about being happy mm. <laughs> on my vacation and was just like yay everything is great and in in some ways things are great certain things suck uh that's always going to be a thing um 
certain things are sometimes going to suck more. Uh, but that doesn't mean that that doesn't necessarily mean that I have the energy to just like because I felt like I was doing so much on vacation and I was doing a lot of things, but I also rested a lot. And I need to remember that that is also part of it. And that was why things felt great and that I can't get back to just full time, no non vacation mode and not crash afterwards. So that kind of sucked. Well, um, you said you have a market to do too. Like you needed to be throwing some yep. pots like right away. Yeah, and I did. Uh, and I uh, did a bunch of handles and <laughs> I tried to um, turn up the heat in the studio so the things would would uh, dry. I set, uh, set my first firing earlier this morning and I'm really nervous the things are going to explode if they're like only 98% dry. So fingers crossed. I have other stuff to sell, but I would love to have this more specific stuff. So yeah, I have a market in a couple of days. And yeah, it's it's been a time, but it's... I don't know. I think it's it's. I think it's maybe not good, but sort of good that I was a little too stupid and went a little too hard, so that I got that immediate reminder of like, no, calm down. And also, I'm jealous of your art school. Uh, <laughs> no, because that's what I wanted to talk about. Because, and I'm not springing this on you. We've talked about that. You also want to talk about this. That it, it feels like you are in this weird, and you know, a liminal or limbo place where, on the one hand, you're you're doing a bunch of stuff. And feeling good about it and feeling positive about it. But at the same time, and maybe some of that also comes from this feeling of being a little unmoored. And uh, it felt a little bit almost like you, um, and you, you illustrated this really uh, wonderfully in your uh, dot tiff illustrations of like, <laughs> you also maybe like crashed a little from having a great time and being happy. And then you, you sort of... I don't know, ran out of happy <laughs> or like suddenly you're like, oh, wait, what, what now? And I, I want to talk a little bit about that. Am I, am I picking up correctly on that weird, like, yay, happy progress. But then you're also like, but what kind of progress? Who am I? What's going on thing? I think it's a big realization of now that I have time in my life, what do I want to spend time doing? Mm -hmm. And I will get myself into kind of like this nihilist hole or like an existential hole of what's you the point of anything. I, I don't have a beret. No. Why? Why so much with the beret? <laughs> You're a French artist in my brain. Uh, I know. I'm I feel like I should be chain smoking and like painting. But it does. It feels like existential. Like, why am I doing this? What could I make that could possibly matter? And I have a lot of feelings of um, wanting to fit in with a peer group that feels like they've accomplished and built so much. And I feel kind of like the outsider who has not built anything for my own that is more than a hobby. And I want to find a way to have monetize that. your hobby <laughs> yeah oh no it's i'm monetizing my hobby no like but yes you know and and yes it's it's like i want to have space to be creative and and enjoy making art and enjoy making things but at the same time i want to find something in this world that i can say i'm the professional person who built this and i deserve a, a respect for it um among my peers does that make sense? Oh, no, totally. Do you think it might also be 
trying to also now that you've been exploring like what what do I like to do also figuring out like what is a hobby what do I want to stay a hobby what do I want to explore as more than a hobby do you know what I mean like figuring out like what is fun just for me and what do I want to share and maybe get really good at like that that you know what what do I want to get good at for me and what do I want to either share for money or for the betterment of all of humankind well like I hate to bring like the men women thing into this but it's like throughout your life or for my life and I know a lot of people have followed the same path in that you have a career right and then you essentially get married and start a family. And the majority of the time, one of the people in the couple decides to essentially put their life on hold to have a family together. Mm -hmm. Right. And there, and one person gets to continue through the path of this is who I am. I'm making things and, or I have a business or I'm working for somebody and, and they have this straighter path. And, and again, it's not about gender lines, but it, it generally does fall to one side or the others but no there are a lot of like there are a lot of women who'll keep their career and keep working and then the uh their husband stays home like that is totally a thing um but because because of because of the structures of society and the expectations uh they will get treated differently and uh women who don't want to have kids or who will be the ones to go to work will still very likely have worse prospects because employers expect them to have kids or expect them to be the one to stay home uh and even if both people in a relationship in a hetero relationship uh are at work there are structures where um either the other party or both parties or people at work will have expectations of who's going to be the one to pick up a sick kid who's going to be the one to maybe um you know go to part-time uh, so that even if you're trying to be as equal as possible, the way things are structured, most likely the the woman in a hetero relationship is going to be the one whose life and time and, and professional development is impacted more either by having kids or even just by the expectation that she's going to have a child. So that's kind of where I'm coming from is that I feel like I've gone through three lives, like, right. Like I had the life where I built up and decided like, all right, I'm going to go find a career path and I'm going to go do things and, and go to this direction. And then that had to stop. And then I had a family. And then now that my child doesn't need me much anymore, I have an opportunity to decide what I get to do. And it's like starting all over again. It's like, if I don't want to go back and do the thing that I was doing or that the idea of continuing that doesn't feel like it has much prospect for me at this point in my life, like I'm starting over and trying to figure out what I want to do now. And I have to build everything from nothing when I'm surrounded by a group of peers and, and I tend to hang out with people who have been working and, um, successful and, and doing all these things this entire time. I hang out a lot with a lot of men and they have all had, you know, 10, 15 years to be building their businesses. And I want to, sorry for the phrase, but I want to be one of the guys, you know, like I want to be that person that's there and has a business too, or has something successful also that I feel like when I'm talking to my colleagues, 
that it's more than just a, oh yeah, I do a podcast or I do a show or I've painted this thing. It's, it's, it's more than just like, here's me participating in these little fringe things around the bigger picture. I want to be part of the bigger picture. And it's very daunting and kind of depressing to try and figure out how to get into that because the last thing I ever want to feel like is the wife. Like I hate being called just Marco's wife, you know, like that kills me because it's like, I want to be my own person so much. And yeah, uh, some of it has come from being around Marco, but like it is, it's one of those things that I'm, uh, that's, so that's kind of the demons that I'm facing right now in trying to branch out and find a way to make my own name for these things. Yeah. And, and I think we talked about this a couple of episodes ago, that, that weird thing of now that your, your kid is in school, we are like, okay, so that was my identity for a while because that's what needed to be done. And then you're like, oh, okay. That again, like a little unmoored, but I will remind you again that, Pontus knew of you first and, and he's a he's a tech dude and he knew of you first and then was like oh her husband has a podcast too I guess so I want to be a tech dude like that's <laughs> I'm just I'm I just want to be all these tech dudes and it's <laughs> it's very frustrating to realize that I'm not actually a tech dude um and I need to figure out how I can I don't know I I just it's it's frustrating to have a little bit of it you know, like I have a little bit of that. It's like, I'm not in a completely different industry that, um, nobody knows who I, I have a, a taste, you know? And it's like, I just, I can see it. I can reach it. Like, how do I get there? We're going to start an inspirational, but sort of insecure app that tells you <laughs> somewhat confused aspirational quotes every day. And then we're also <laughs> going to get rich off our uh, speak your not lie t-shirts. No, I, I think it's also hard when the thing, A, having a thing of, of needing to catch up, uh, which can happen, you know, because you, you started a family or maybe because you, you know, you have health issues or whatever it might be, or because you just, you, you realize you need to start over. Like maybe you were a really good um, tech person and then you were like, wait, no, I want to be a doctor or whatever. Mm -hmm. and And having to catch up, but then, when it is also something, when at least one of the things that you're working on is is something that is so much less tangible, when it's not like I'm making, you know, an app or uh, launching a, a project and you're like, first it's you know not launched and then it's launched uh, and then you can sort of measure the success or not. But when it's like, I want to get better at art or I want to figure out how, like, when, when the things that you're good at are not, you know, on or off. Like, they're not binary. They're not clear. And I feel like, for me, because I was thinking when you were talking, like, I wanted to joke about that scene in, in American Psycho when they're just, like, showing off all their business cards. <laughs> like, sometimes, sometimes you just, like, want a business card with your name and a title. And it doesn't have to be CEO. It doesn't have to be, like, you know, president of operations, whatever. But I also feel like sometimes because I do so many things and I'm I'm working on always saying that I'm fairly successful ish. Like I, I make them work. I'm I I'm good at the things I do and I make a living doing creative stuff for the most part. But because I do so many different things, I feel like that sometimes I feel like people maybe don't take me seriously. Cause that sounds like someone who's just like 
you know, oh, I do all these things. Uh, and how, 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 how would someone know that, like, no, I actually make a living as a potter and a writer mm-hmm. and a journalist because those aren't, they're not, you know, they're not protected titles and they're not quantifiable necessarily. Yeah. So they're, they're things that, they're kind of things that, you know, anyone either can do or say they do. And that's not to disparage people who don't do it professionally or don't produce a ton. It's just like when you say you're a bunch of things, it's really easy, I think, for other people to assume like, okay, good, you know, like good for you. Uh, and maybe not in the nice way. Yeah. Uh, kind of like that, you know, oh, must be nice. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah, no, it's it's frustrating. I don't want a business card. I can. <laughs> I don't really want a business card either. Although Jamie had some really nice business cards, <laughs> <laughs> which I won't talk about where they're from in case uh, we could possibly get a sponsor. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Just I'll, I'll hold it back. So I don't want to give out freebies here because we're trying to monetize our hobbies now. Yeah. Do you want to talk about uh, the thing that you're building up to, or do you want to save it for 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 a later date? Um. Hmm. We can we can say that people should go over on Instagram and check out We Draw Wednesdays and see if you like it. And from maybe next week or the week after, I will be ready to talk more about it. I, I definitely think you'll you'll like it. It makes me very happy. Not in the least your butt boat. It's not a butt boat. I forget what the prompt was. What was the prompt? Was it butt boat? It was boat butt, but I drew oh. a butt boat because <laughs> I like that better. What would the would that be a but a boat full of butts? The other option. Oh anyway, wow! Yes, yeah, you should, <laughs> you should check out We Draw Wednesdays. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and I will also link to the Twitter thread where Tiff introduces Dot Tiff. Yep, which made me laugh so <laughs> Thank much. You. I love it. She's our little mascot, and I hope that I kind of want to make it more of like a a little bit of a a feelings webcomic here and there too. You know, like I don't want her to just be. Um, uh, Hawk and we we draw Wednesdays. <laughs> we'll have her. She's she's not just the Barker out there trying to get everyone over to the site, but she has her own feelings too. So we'll although I do like is. the idea of that, I would like you because it is Wednesday to uh, draw her in a top hat, getting people into the three three ring circus that is <laughs> that is everything artistic. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll try that one. Car- a carnival Barker. Yeah, go go over to We Draw Wednesdays and put in a request because <laughs> it's Wednesday. Will do. Only on Wednesdays. Do I do I get special? (laughs) Do I get special priority in the queue? I don't. I know I don't. Um, But anyway, you could go find our show notes over at (laughs) relay.fm/slash/makedo, and we're Make Do Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can follow us individually at Tiffany Arment and Julia Scott S K O T T. And we'll be back in a fortnight. And until then, take a deep breath. Go make. And do. And, and monetize or don't. Or monetize or don't. But, you know, first, let's let's start with the making and the doing, because that's what we're best at. Yeah, Make and, and do. And hug yourself and drink some water. Yeah, I do. <clears throat> I need some water. <laughs>